Pastors Peter and Betty Burnett, all the way from the great nation of Jamaica. Amen. Amen. It's also good to have two of their children here, Chris and Christine, and Pastor Peter's mom, Miss Patricia. Oh, all these guys are just such homegrown guys right here. And uh, man, I just, it's, it's an honor for them to be here today. Uh, in case you don't know them, uh, Pastor Peter and Pastor Betty, they're, they're sons and daughters of this house. They, they, were, they, were, they, they were launched out of this house, and they have a, they have a church in Port Charlotte. They have a Bible uh, univer uh, um, a university. <laughs> they have a university that they've planted in Jamaica, and he's going to share a little bit about that to you in just a few moments. But I want to tell you something. If you don't think that you can get anywhere from Clouston, you're living in the wrong mindset. And God has used these guys literally around the world, literally around the world. And we're so honored and blessed. They're longtime relationships. We get to partner with them in many different settings. And they're just tremendous friends of Karen and I. Of course, they're part of this house. They were here back in the, uh, the, the, uh, the late 90s, all the way through some of the early 2000s. And uh, just been an instrumental part of what God was doing in this house to help launch some of the vision that we got going on in this house. And so you're going to enjoy them. You're going to enjoy the anointing, even as uh, Pastor Peter preaches this morning. It's going to be an amazing time. So I want you to help me draw the anointing out of them. So come on, let's give them a great big God bless you this morning as they come in Jesus' name. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Betty and I are just happy to be here today to... Just be in the presence of the Lord to share the word of the Lord with you. Amen? Jesus is the same, the Bible says, yesterday, today, and, and forever. Forever, forever, he's the same. So I want to share a little bit with you, as Pastor said, you know, that this really has been an amazing journey. We were thinking about that coming here, how um, we, were, we were talking to somebody on the phone last night, one of our students, former students of... Um, that we know from back in Jamaica, back in the 80s. And we were remembering how the Lord brought us here in 1999 and how that was such a, uh, we sort of stumbled into this place we needed. And we know that God is able to direct your step. And then now we are coming back here just today to be able to just share a little bit with you some of the things the Lord has done in us. Before I go into that, let, let's let Betty say something. Uh, she's been having a problem with her throat. But I know she's got something she want to greet you. Then I want to show you a couple, a little bit about the vision that we are doing and what the assignment God has for us. First of all, I just want to just thank God for our, our kids over here. You know, they were, they really grew up here in the house. Amen. Praise God. And your mother-in-law. Oh. That's my mother-in-law. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Yeah, she's been a blessing to us as well. Um, it's so good to be in this house. You know, when, you, when we first came, we was really broken. We were broken. We were not disgusted with ministry in a sense that we went through a lot. But when we came to this house, and Brother Bishop, we honor him. I miss him. I miss him. He saw something in us. He saw something in us. And because he saw something in us, we knew we had to go on and do what God called on our life. When you have a God call on your life, you can't stop. You can't quit. 
So we had that call of God on our lives. And we served this house. Whatever area they put us in, we served. And I love my kids too that we served. But we also learned about relationships that people do matter. It's not about you on the east side, I'm on the west side, I'm in the south, or whatever, whatever you want to say. Y'all going to end up in one place anyway. So you might as well get rid of that stuff. Right? We're going to end up in the presence of God. Oh, yeah, I better stop preaching here. But anyway, I'm just glad to be here, and I'm just glad to be in this house, Brother Pastor Karen and Pastor Chuck, we love you guys. We really do. We love you. We don't just say it. We love you through and through. And we love your family. And we love your children. Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting into my memories now. But anyway, I'm just glad to be here. And we're here to honor this pastor. And we honor him. And we're going to have a long relationship, brother and sister. Thank you for letting us be able to share this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor, Pastor Chuck. Karen, amen. I never told Pastor Chuck this, but a long time ago, I saw somewhere, brother, in a big crowd, and we were preaching the, our hearts out. I look forward to doing that. Look forward to doing that. Praise God. Let's bring that, that uh, PowerPoint up. I just want to share a little bit with you. Um, I want you to listen to this song. This is a song from a good friend of ours. His name is Lester Lewis. He's the, he's the grandfather of reggae gospel music. His picture is not up there, but you can research him online. And um, it, it's, it's a tremendous song. This song says, Reorder. Church, wake up. Turn it up. Get up from your slumber. Bring the order to the nation. Disciple the people. Bring the kingdom of God and earth. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 
social destructive drug trade. Esther may be watching from Jamaica. We have some people watching from Jamaica, Port Charlotte. So I want to shout out to Lester Lewis and his wife, Singing Rose, veteran reggae gospel singers. We, I love that song because it speaks about our ministry in Jamaica. It speaks about what we believe in. We speak about what we believe God is doing in the earth today. God is bringing order to the nations. Come on, amen. God is a God of reorder. And really, that's what we're doing, Emmanuel Caribbean University. We are contending for the transformation of a nation in Jamaica and in the Caribbean. Let's go to the next slide. And so we see Jamaica is really a beautiful nation of contradictions. If I go around this room and I ask you about Jamaica, many of you immediately, you will start saying some stuff about Jamaica. What is Jamaica like? You, you, most people I talk to, they will say, whose name? There it is, Bob Marley. Or they will say, ganja or weed. Or they'll say reggae music. Or they, they'll talk about these things. But did you know that in Jamaica, that purple, the light purple and the darker purple, that's the percentage of people who are Christians in Jamaica. The light purple is 32%. 32% of people in Jamaica are actually born, attend born again Pentecostal spirit-filled churches. 32%. That's the largest block of people in Jamaica. Are spirit-filled Tongue-talking, Pentecostal attending Christians. The other 34%, the other, um, the other part of that is about uh, 36%. And they are a splinter between probably the Adventist group, Catholic, different um, evangelical groups. So basically, together, 68% of Jamaica are Christians and attend Christian churches. The, the blue is about... You know, people who are in, in non-Christians or they may be in a cult. We have a very minimal 0.13% who may be Islam or Hindu, although that is actually growing. And then, of course, we have one, a, a small percentage there of Rastafarians who are like Bob Marley. And though, you know, of course, Bob Marley is dead now. He is, you know, he actually knows the truth now. He didn't know it then, but now he knows it. And actually, a lot of people don't realize that Bob Marley, I was told, was actually baptized on his deathbed. And so, how is it? Next slide. That's the contradiction about Jamaica that's really bothering us. And that really bothers the heart of God. We have more churches per capita in Jamaica than any country in the world. That's in the Guinea's World Book of Records. Jamaica has more churches per capita than anywhere else in the world. And yet... We have a murder rate that's equal to what's going on in Afghanistan. Brothers killing each other. Something is wrong. But it's a contradiction. We have more Christians, 68%, and only 1.08% of who are, you know, in the Rastafarian lifestyle and that. And yet across the world, that's what we are known for. Come on, say somebody say contradiction. Come on, say reorder. Something is out of order. Uh, you know, and so, and, and by the way, not only outside of, of Jamaica, but inside of our country, the very culture on our street, the popular country, culture for our young people is, is, is just skewed, it's confusing. You wouldn't believe that we're a Christian nation. You wouldn't believe that we have a Christian 
anthem. Our anthem is a prayer to God. Actual prayer. It's not a gun or a salute. It's a prayer to God. Jehovah God. Eternal Father, bless our land. Our national pledge is a commitment before God. It says, so that Jamaica may under God increase in beauty, increase in fellowship and prosperity and play her part in advancing the welfare of the whole human race. Bet you didn't even know that, huh? Because we don't think so. We, what, what we have been deceived and been told by the enemy and been branded. I told somebody the other day, don't brand me. I'm not a cow. <laughs> huh? Don't brand me. But we've been branded by the enemy, I believe, with an ungodly thing. But how many know God's going to bring order? So we love to say, no problem, man. Say, no problem, man. No problem, man. <laughs> but you know what? We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. I mean, we may run fast, but I'm telling you, there's some things slowing us down. There really is. We, we have some issues, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the next slide. And that's why we're there. We believe that God wants us to do something about that. There's a cry out for salvation, for healing, for, for education. 70% um, of the people in the workforce in, in Jamaica do not have any kind of a training or, or, or skill training. They may be doing electrical work, but they don't have a certification for it. They've just learned it and, and just through watching and so forth. We want people to, to, to have that education in their heart. There is a cry for peace, morality, justice. Just the other day, a, a, a woman was crying out, her daughter was actually killed by her, by the living boyfriend, and she was pregnant. And the mother cried out. She said, I want justice. But then she said in the same breath, me know me not going to get it. She cried out for justice, but she said, I know I'm not going to get it. Justice. I believe that's the number one thing that governments exist for, is for justice. Uh, righteousness, prosperity, leaders of integrity, homes and family, there's that cry next, right, that's going on in the nation of Jamaica. So when you see all the, the, the beaches and all the hotels and all of that, just remember there's a deeper cry going off in the nation. Please, next. So the, what is the reason why we have 68% Christians and yet 1.0% is setting the, the pace? How come we have 68% Christians and across the world 1.08% is branding us, so to speak? And the reason, four reasons that we have identified. One, lack of Christian discipleship. You know, when you don't know who you are, others will tell you who you are. And when you don't know what you have, others can take what you have. Hello. And by the way, others will make money off what you have. All right? Lack of Christian discipleship. So people come to Jesus, but they are not many times discipled beyond salvation. Pastor and I will talk about Sunday school. This idea of discipling people so they can really be Christians. Not just get a nice wet, you know. That was good baptism. They got wet. A lot of soap. <laughs> no. Number two, lack of leadership training and development. One of the things in our nation that has happened is people grow and they hit a ceiling. And they lack opportunities and they go to America or they go to Europe. Or they go somewhere else to try to develop themselves. So there's a lot of lack of leadership training. Lack of development. A lot of the work that people train people for is just how to do the hard work. But not how to develop themselves and how to become leaders themselves. How I many know that when Jesus taught his disciples how to follow, he was not just following them. He was not just teaching them how just to be perpetual followers in a sense. He was teaching them how to follow so that they could lead. 
So the, I believe leadership training is, is very much important. And then number three, there's a lack of opportunities for education. If everybody coming out of the high schools, all of our young, all of our people, the 70% or in the workforce, if they went today and they wanted to get a better education, there are not enough places or seats in the University of the West Indies, University of Technology, or any of those schools in Jamaica. There just is not. And that's why many people are not even looking in that direction. And number four, which is a big issue, I'm going to talk some about that today, compartmentalism. Compartmentalism or compartmentalization means that we have Christians, 68% of us, who are now looking to go to heaven and they separate what's going on in Jamaica from their life. So I'm safe. We are going to heaven to rest. I'm tired of staying down here. I'm tired of the troubles and trials. I'm, I want to go to heaven and rest. And so our kids have been, the devil is literally pushing his dirty hands through the front door of the church, pulling our singers off the drums, pulling our young people out of the front door, right into his pit. And we just cry about it and we say, well, I saw the thing set. It's the end of the world. The devil is bad. And we don't understand and that because of lack of teaching, because we compartmentalize our life, that the same Jesus inside the church is the same Jesus in the city. Inside our garrisons, our ghettos, or inside our uptowns and our downs. It's the same Christ. Amen? Amen. And so, next, that's why the school has been raised up. Um, because people are looking for political help and all of that. By the way, um, Jamaica is, we, ha we, have, we have need for finances. We're not a poor country. There's a lot of wealth in the country. There's a lot of resources in the country. And in fact, a bunch of our guys have a lot of money. And instead of them building themselves, they buy guns and they bought. So I'm just telling you, just giving people money is not the solution. Uh, it's, it's, it's a hard change. Amen? It's a hard change. Next. Um, so, th this is what we preach, guys. We believe the answer is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we believe the answer is not a political movement. It's not political movements. Political movements serve people. Come on, amen? If you have ungodly people and they raise up a political movement, that movement will be ungodly. But if you have godly people raised up a political movement, that would be a godly movement. But it's not political movement. It is a spiritual transformation. It's the reorder that comes through Jesus Christ. You want to say anything? Okay. All right. In Matthew 28, the Lord says, go and do what? Of what? Say it again. All nations. That means Asian, you know, Pastor Betty and I, we were at home last year. We were laying in our bed, you know, and. We had our mask on. I don't know why we had our mask on. But we were, you know, laying there, we had our mask on. And we said, wait a minute. Why are we in our room with our mask on? And we looked at each other and said, we've never been to Wuhan, China. And here I am in Montego Bay, Jamaica, with my mask on. So we got upset. I mean, it's okay to be righteous upset. So before at Port Charlotte International Church, we had always did some broadcasting when we were in Port Charlotte. But when we went to Jamaica, we sort of slacked off and we said, well, we just, we just focus on the island, what we're doing. But we said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to restart the cameras. And we're going to start preaching from Jamaica. And so one day, we believe one day, we're going to have somebody in Wuhan, China, who's going to take off the mask and accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. 
Because it says to go and make disciples of what? Of what? All nations. And he say nations that look like you or talk like you or eat what you eat. I think eat, I still think jerk chicken is the best, you know. But you know, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it didn't just say what you like. That means you and I have a call from God to bring order to the nations. And that's the gospel, my friends. The order that is needed in a nation is not United Nations order. It's not political order. It's not one world order. It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe, brothers, if, if, I, if I stand somewhere in the United Nations, you know what I say to them? You need to put it in the human rights that every human being have a right to hear the gospel. They should put it in the human Every government should remove every barrier so that every human being in every language should hear the gospel in their language. It's the most liberating thing that can happen to any man. Come on, somebody give God praise. Come on, if you've experienced the victory of the gospel, shout hallelujah. I am not ashamed of the gospel. You will say, what they got to do with me and I'm in America. Let me tell you, every nation is going to affect every other nation. So right now in America, we're dealing with some issues right now that we need to really believe God at our south of the border of Texas. There's so many things that are going on. We need to be praying. You say, well, what got to do with me? I'm in the center of the night. Let me tell you, it's going to affect, it's going to come. Sin has no bounds. Sin has no boundaries. It will invade. It will conquer. And if you don't know who you are in the Lord, the gospel is none effect. Vanessa, thank you for speaking the word. We got to have a sound, a sound of what a people from every nation, people from in this nation. I love my country. He's like, well, you're not Jamaican. I'm just letting you know, I'm Jamaican, okay? So don't go there with me now. I can be just the best, you know. <laughs> but I'm just letting you know how realistic we have to be. Stop thinking that it's you and your four people or you and your four family in one country set. But let me tell you, every sin that Satan conquers is going to affect us. So we need to understand why Jamaica is a Caribbean island, but we have other nations in the Caribbean. We want to be a light to the nations down where we are. Yeah. Don't you guys want to be a light where you are? Yeah. Come on, let's join together. Yeah. You should be clapping your hands. Say, God, we want to do, we want change. We want change in this nation. I love my country, but I'm not going down with it. Are you? Oh, no. We're going up. And we're not, and it's not going to go down either. We're going to bring it up. Amen. Come on, amen. amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Next slide tells us a little bit about um, the Caribbean there. You see Jamaica right in the middle. There's Florida up in the top there. And if you can see the tip there of Florida. Um, and then uh, Bahamas, Jamaica is just about 180 miles. In fact, if, if, you, if we drive from here and you drop me off at the airport, and I get on the plane and fly to Jamaica. I'll be in Jamaica before you get back to Cluiston. <laughs> and so, you know, come and visit us. Come and, and share and be a partner. Help us to uh, partner and to, to disciple the nations. Not just Jamaica, but Jamaica is, 
is uh, Jamaica has a big influence in the Caribbean, and the church is very, very much strong there. And we believe in God to touch many lives in Jamaica and the Caribbean. And by the way, that region that you're looking at right there, Central America, South America, um, going up into Mexico on the left, up into, into U.S. Um, if you look in the, in the statistics of where more people get killed, that's the region. This region, our region here in the New World, more people are killed by other human beings outside of a war in this region than anywhere in the world. We have a real issue, brothers and sisters. Uh, we, 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 we have a real issue. So we, have the, we need to preach the gospel. This region, we call it the New World, but it is still... If you, if you look on it, if you do research, you'll see it's really covered in red in terms of the blood of men spilt by other men. Not in a war, just hating and, and hurting one another. Next. Um, so our purpose is to raise up servant leaders who integrate faith and learning to impact all areas of society for the glory of God. We don't believe in segmenting our faith from whatever we do in society. Next. That's why Emmanuel Caribbean University was birth. The school, we offer certificate, diploma, bachelor's, and graduate level degrees online and, and, and also face-to-face -face because we have learned some new things that we can do more and more online. We also help churches to establish ministry tra um, training centers around the island. We have about 30, uh, over 30 students in the Emmanuel Caribbean University right now. We have over 150 in the ministry training center in about five different locations. We do a nationwide radio um, teaching program each week um, on, on the main radio station there. We have two radio programs we do there. We do webinars, seminars, outreaches, online. We work with leaders. So those, you know, that's what we do each week. God's using us to that. We pray, we prepare, we, we, we just lead others in doing these things. Um, next. Um, and God has added to our team. God has brought in some other people to work with us because the first two years, Pastor Betty and I, we're doing it all ourselves. Thank God he had mercy on us. Hallelujah. And he has sent us some help. Amen. Come on, say, Lord, send him help. Pray with us because we believe in God for at least four more key people to come and work with us. Someone who have a real heart for academics that can help us with the academic program. Someone who have a heart for business. Someone who have a heart to work with students. Someone who have a heart for marketing and for, you know, funding of the ministries. Because in the future, this is where we are going. Wisdom built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars, the seven mountains, churches, business, education, media, family. We believe that God wants to equip people in every one of those areas. So that's why it's a university. Um, it, we are doing, we are equipping people to be uh, pastors and apostles and evangelists to work in the church. But we are also offering degrees in business area. We are offering degrees in education, media, family and community development, um, government, and politics, and law, arts, and so forth. So that's what, that's what in our heart, because we are a Holy Spirit, Christ-centered place. We believe that God wants to transform the whole nation through that ministry. Amen? So thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. I want you to pray. Let's pray before I go in, we go into the message. But I want you to just to see what we are doing in Jamaica. I want you to see the future. This is the, we, are not, we, are, we don't have all of those faculties existing but we are offering courses in the school of ministry. We are offering some media courses. And we'll be offering some courses in the arts this uh, next semester. So we are just at the beginning. And we need you as New Harvest Church to know that we are in Jamaica. 
we are, we are standing and contending for the transformation of that nation. So when you hear about Jamaica, when you hear about us, that's what we are doing. So please pray for us. Please keep us in prayer that this vision will materialize. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to take the next few minutes and share a word with you. Um, I was sort of going back and forth. Uh, Pastor Chuck, you mentioned a little bit. Sometimes you come, you're wrestling what the Lord is saying. But you know, when Vanessa got up here and she talked about the bones in Ezekiel 37, I want to talk about God wants to heal bones. Come on, amen? God wants to heal bones tonight. And you know, of course, yesterday, we know what happened to our brother Carlos, and we believe God will come in a prayer in agreement to that. So I'm going to ask Betty to pray, and then I'm going to go right into the Word. Amen? Oh, before you pray, sweetheart, let me just mention, um, at the back we have a table. This book actually came out of a message that Bishop Tony was preaching. I was sitting in the back, and he talks about God has a plan for you out of Jeremiah 29, 11. And he talked that Sunday about, a lot of people quote Jeremiah 29, 11. They forget the context. The context was that they were in Babylon. And I just started crying because I thought about all the people, you know, growing up in Jamaica, everything in Jamaica and the Western world was Babylon. Uh, Babylon, Babylon, Babylon this, Babylon that. And I realized this, that, that God wanted me to learn how to live in Babylon. And the, the key to the future is forgiveness. A lot of what's going on in America today, I wrote about it in this book in 2003. And I pointed people to the way of forgiveness. I still think it's the way to the future. I think forgiveness is the next civil rights movement, personally. So anyway, but that's another message. Will you pray for us? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. We want to give you glory. We want to give you thanks. For you are all in all. You're above all names. You're above all kingdoms. And Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this time that possibly to share the word. But we also, Lord, there are many of our brothers and sisters who need to know that they are loved by you and that you care about their concerns. And we thank you, Lord, as the word has been spoken this, this morning, that, Lord, you will open the hearts of our brothers and sisters yes. to pray for us, to know that it's not our doing, but it's you, Lord. Your Holy Spirit leads, and it leads where we go. And wherever we go, Lord, we want to give you glory. And we want to give you thanks because you all in all, and you are great. You are awesome. And you will lead this word into people's hearts to know that you are real and you do concern about other nations and other people everywhere. And we give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Get all of your Bibles with you, uh, for me. And let's turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 1. And um, the reason I start at verse 1 because it's just good to start at verse 1. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you that many times I've read Ephesians chapter 4. And I know many of you, uh, many of us charismatic people, we jump to verse 11. Hello. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We, go, we, just, we say, we turn to Ephesians chapter 4, we go to verse 11. Because the, verse 11 always talks about the apostles and the prophets. And the, but there's a verse 1. Just the Lord slapped me on the head one day and said, there's a verse 1 before there's a verse 11. So I looked at verse 1. Verse 1 says, I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you therefore to walk worthy of the what? Of the calling. Another version, the King James Version says, walk worthy of the vocation with which you have been called. And it talks about how we should walk in that. And so then verse 1 talks about walk worthy of the vocation, the calling, 
the area of work in which God has called you to work. But then it jumped over to verse 11 and he says, and he himself gave some to be apostles. And so he, he called us and he has given us vocation and he gave us to be and gave some. Everybody say some. Come and say some. So in other words, everybody have a vocation. Look at your neighbor. Say everybody have a vocation. Come on, say everybody have a calling. And some, their specific calling is what? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So in other words, it's very, you know, I'm a minister. People say, oh, you're a minister. But in truth and in fact, whoever does the ministry is a minister. Hello? Whoever does ministry is Come on, it's very simple, you know. Whoever does the carpentry is a carpenter. You know, whoever does the masonry is a mason. Whoever does the ministry is a minister. So that means ministers are not just the apostle, prophet, pastors, teachers, and so forth. All of us have a calling. And all of us are summoned, are invited, are spoken to by Jesus to walk worthy Take care of, protect, carry out, fulfill your calling. Do you know what your calling is? Do you know what your vocation is? Do you know why God made you who you are and made you, gave you the opportunities he gave you? You don't have to be looking and gunning. Everybody wants to be apostle, prophet, pastor. Listen, you have more than just five fingers in a body. I mean, if you have five fingers walking around, I'll run away from you. Uh, there's more to us. Come on, amen? Yes. So the Lord says, therefore, I want you to jump down at the very end of this, of this, of this um, entire portion here because I don't have a lot of time. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, who is Christ. Verse 16, from whom the whole body, say the whole body, Joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Brothers and sisters, a lot of us are looking for the growth of the body, looking for the, the expansion of the body because of the work of the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. That is wrong. That is not what the Bible says will cause the growth of the body. The growth of the body is not the burden, the responsibility, the duty of the apostles, pastors, prophets, and um, the, those guys that you tie your tongue and bite your tongue trying to say them all. The ones that we all look to and think we want to aspire to be them. The fact of the matter is, look, let's read it again. It says... That, in, this is verse 16 now. From whom, from the head, the whole body. Come and say the whole body. Joined together. Come and say joined together. And knit together. Come and say joined together. Knit together. You know the difference between a whole bunch of brick in somebody's yard and a house? You know, you can have a lot of bricks sitting together on top of each other inside of a, uh, inside of a yard, right? But when they are put together and molded together, that's when you get a house. Hallelujah. 
You don't go sleep on a pile of brick. We sleep in a house. Come on, amen. And so we can come to church day after day, month after month actually, and sit beside each other. But unless we recognize that I am knitted to my brother and my sister, I am joined to my brothers and my sister, I'm joined to the vision of this house. And I not only know that in my head, but I walk it out. Everybody say walk it out. You know, we're in a knowledge society. Everybody know everything. Young people, I know that. You know, I know that. Everybody, you can Google it. You don't know if Google is telling the truth or not, but at least you know it. <laughs> right? Everybody know it. But you know, until you actually take a step, you have to join somehow. You have to be connected deliberately somehow. And not just, you listen, I believe in prayer. But not just connected in prayer. But connected in some practical way. For example, Pastor, there's another kind level of giving that I want to introduce to you. You may have known, talked about it. It's called legacy giving. Everybody say legacy giving. Come on, say legacy giving. That is the kind of giving I believe some of the people in the, in the past generation understood. Legacy giving was a kind of people. My son went to a, a, a college up in Michigan that was built by the Methodist Church. There was a season of time when the Methodist church and members within, they understood that if they wanted to change a culture, they had to give big. They had to give so much money that it wasn't just tithes or offering. They were actually giving way into the next generation. They were giving enough to leave a legacy. I believe God wants us to be practice legacy giving. Come on, amen. When you talk about advancing the cause, that's the legacy you're talking about. That's not giving for something for you to benefit. It's for generations to come. Come on, somebody say, give glory to God. Come on, give glory to God. In fact, it was people who understood legacy giving that, anybody like, remember those peppermint candies you put around your, the Christmas trees you put on? You know, it was started by a Christian man. And that's why it's red and white. Because the blood of Jesus will cleanse your heart and make it white. And he literally founded the company and used the profit of the company to expand the gospel across the world. That's legacy giving. That's a man who was walking in his vocation. He understood his, what his vocation. And he caused the body to grow not by aspiring to be apostle, prophet, pastor, teachers, evangelist, but he caused the body to grow by he himself fulfilling God's purpose and God's call upon his life. Come on, amen? amen. Notice there, my brothers and sisters, that every bone supplies something important to the body. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, every bone. So you have many bones. You know, the average person, I just learned about this recently, the average person have 206 bones in their body. That's a lot of bones. My brother, God bless you. You broke two. You've got many more to come. God's going to heal those two and you will be fine. Come on, give God praise. Amen. He'll be fine. 206. By the way, this is coming from a man who has broken a few bones in my lifetime. And I don't have time to tell you the stories of my many broken bones from the bottom of my foot and listen, Pastor Chuck will come up here and he will try to tell the story. I'm going to leave my number that you may want to get the rest of the story. Or even a guy like Clyde. Anybody know somebody named Clyde Johnson? 
He may tell you something. I'm just telling you, you need to call me and let me tell you the rest of that story. Okay, so listen, there are 206 bones in the body. I want you to understand, in the body of Christ, the Lord says that you are considered every bone, every joint supplies something. Isn't it interesting? He didn't just say any bone, but he says every joint. It means the bone is connected to something else. Right? You know, the neck bone connected to the, the shoulder bone. Huh? Not to your knee bone. That would be very, very problematic. <laughs> yeah. But you're connected, right? But listen, every bone is important. From the skull all the way down. Every bone. And if those bones on a baby do not grow, that baby can die. Even with all of their faculties working. The growth of the body happens when the bones grow. Inside of the bones are all the nourishments of the body. That's where the blood cells are made. That's where structure comes. You need, we need the bones to work. And I want you to realize that you're important to God. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, you're important to God. You're part of the body. The body provides structure. The, bo the bones provide support. You know, the bones is actually what walks. You don't see a pound of flesh just rolling down the street. You actually need the bones. You need the knees. You need to stretch out. You need to be able to. It's the bones. You know, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teachers, they can come up here and they can minister. But I want to tell you, it's the bones that take it out into the community. Hello. It's those who walk worthy of their calling. They're going to take it into every area of society. That's how we see transformation. You know, I was asked to preach a couple weeks ago on, a, um, on this thing. And um, uh, they asked me to talk about, uh, you know, Second Chronicles 7.14. And, and I believe in prayer. Pastor knows that. But I got up and I said, you know what? Prayer is not going to save Jamaica. I believe in prayer. Don't get me wrong. But prayer without obedience is not going to... You know, you know how we do prayer sometimes? We are telling God what to do. You know, while God says, go ye therefore, we are saying, God send the angel. Go ye therefore. God send my God. Go ye therefore. Uh, we, we're saying, oh, 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 I love this. And, and, you know, I've done it too. I understand the context of it. We stretch forth our hands and we send the mighty wind of God. And God, yes, go, 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 go. Take your foot and take it. Take your foot and walk with it. And we, we're sending it. He said, come on. He's trying to blow us. Huh? God has no hands but your hands. God has no feet but your feet. God has no mouth but your mouth in every language, in every tribe, in every tongue. That's why the gospel is every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Because God needs people. Come on, somebody. God needs people. Look at your neighbor and say, God needs you. God needs you. Every bone is important. Look at your neighbor and say, you're important to God. You've got something to supply. You know, every bone 
can be broken. You know, Betty and I, Betty mentioned when we came here in 1999, we were broken. We had people who we loved and thought loved us, stabbed us in the back. You know, we had friends who turned their back on us, and we were hurting. Sometimes by the word of others, the bones can be broken. Sometimes you go too fast and your bones, the bones can be broken. No, really. You, 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 know, you, you do something and you, you weren't ready for it. Right? You know, somebody got married right out of high school and weren't ready to be married. And the marriage breaks up and you're broken. You start a business and you really didn't, weren't ready for the business. It doesn't mean you should not have had that business. It does probably mean that you started too early. You haven't, didn't have your business plan and you got hurt from that. Now you have a big debt. You're broken. It may be that you have, a, you, you have a very good voice and then all of a sudden something came on your voice. You can't sing no more and, and, and you're broken. There are different things that happen to us in life. You, you apply for a job. You thought you had the training and you were supposed to get that position and they did not give you the position and you were heartbroken and you made a commitment. I am not going to apply again. You were broken. The enemy wants to break bones. And the thing about a broken bone, unless you allow the Lord to set it and heal it, you will walk around with a limp. And the thing is, when you walk around with a limp, you will never be at your full capacity. My friends, you've got to allow God to heal the broken bones. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but there's somebody here. You've learned how to adapt to your brokenness. You've learned how to limp through life. You've learned the art of cover-up. You've learned the art of, of adaptation. You've learned to roll with the punches. You have given up on your dream. You have given up on what God spoke to you. You have given up on that song. You have given up on that music because somebody spoke something to you and they hurt your feeling. They offended you and you stopped. I'm here to tell you that the body needs you to be healed. The body needs healed bones. Come on, brothers and sisters. The body needs you. God needs you. God needs you to relax and let him reset that bone. And if you need to put stuff in it to make it well, he needs every bone to be whole because every bone carries something important for the body. Isn't it ironical? You know, we're there and we're hopping along and we hear the messages and we don't allow the healing to take place. But then we are saying, how come the apostle not doing his work? How come the pastor's not doing it? How come the prophet? Oh, we need a... Oh, no, 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 no. Bone needs to come alive. Bone needs to come alive. The body... Listen. I got a pretty good-sized head, if you've not noticed. <laughs> but, <laughs> by the way, let me say honor to my mother. I, I, I should have said that earlier. Betty talked about it, but my mom have a beautiful... Nice flowing red hair for many years, you know. Now she looks like a beautiful queen, you know. She does look awesome and beautiful, right? But I've got this big head, okay? <laughs> this head, you know, if I lean too forward, I have to move quickly. <laughs> Christopher know what I'm talking about. He doesn't have my size head, but he, we went to school once and we, I was falling off some stairs. And my head was going and my foot was this way. And I'm running to catch up with my head. You know, I'm just telling you, my friend. Listen, you got to learn to laugh of yourself, okay? I'm so comfortable with who I am that I'm not, I really don't care if you don't, I'm not comfortable with who I am. It's okay. <laughs> right? You know, I, 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 so I'm telling you that my head needs my body. 
Come on, amen. I mean, I can think all the wonderful thoughts that I want. I can come up with all the great dreams and plans. But I'm telling you, unless the other bones in my body work with the head, it's a dream or it might be a nightmare. Come on, amen. I mean, you, how many know that you think about stuff and when it's not manifested, it ends up haunting you? You know, you, you want to bless the pastors of this church. You love this church. You want to honor your leaders in this church. One of the greatest honor you can give to any pastor, to any leader, is to be the bone and the healed, mature bone God called you to be. That's it. Huh? Is that, that, that's it, really. Why, why do you think we come and do all this 52 weeks out of every year and do all these things? Because we understand that Christ is looking for hands and feet and ankles and amphibias and, and, uh, and all kind of bones to be formed in his body. We understand the body can't grow just by the head. The body grows when every joint does its part. Every joint supply. You know the thing about God I love is that there's a different makeup of the cells in the foot bone versus the cells in the hand. It's amazing. In, in the skull, you know, we had, we had some guys who were pharmacists in Port Charlotte, when, and, and he, he was telling us that when the pharmacist makes the medicine, say for your right leg, they know what kind of chemicals is operating in different parts of the body. And they engineer that medicine to send it to your right leg and not to your left ear. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's amazing. They design the medicine to go to your right toe and not your left pinky. Because there's a different construction of your pinky finger than your big toe. Come on, say God is awesome. Come on, look at your neighbor and say you're important. So whether you think you're a pinky or whether you think you're a big toe or whatever you think, I'm here to tell you, you're important. And unless you become healed and you're able to release your portion, the body won't grow. Indeed, what happens if the bones don't grow, you give the body a headache. <laughs> huh? The head is trying to do stuff, but the, the foot won't move. How many of you want to see the body grow? Come on, lift up your hand if you want to see God glorified. Come on, how many of you want to see Jesus famous in this region? Come on. Come on, lift your hands up. Come on, amen. How many want to see God's glory fill the earth? Come on, keep your hands up. Look at the person with their hands up and say, depends on you. You're the bone in God's body. You're a part of God's body. And you have something to supply, amen. I believe God wants to heal bones today. Come on, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Luke 2, 49, Jesus, when he was in side of the temple when his mother was looking for him he said I must be about my father's business every one of us here you have a business to do before God I want you to put up for me that last slide that I, I, I gave you guys you saw it on the on the um, overhead earlier 
Every one of us, God has said, just like Jesus in Luke 2, 49, I must be about my father's business. Come on, say it with me. I must be about my father's business. Come on, say, I must be about my father's business. You see, you may not be an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and you may be, we don't know, but all of us are called in an area. And I know you know this as a church, and that's the model we also adopt this as we see transformation in Jamaica. We believe that there are seven main areas. I believe there are other areas, but seven main areas if you want to see transformation. And just like oh, in the body, we are created with different kinds of bones. I believe that you and I are placed by God in different fields of influence in the nation or in the community. Some of you here, God has called you to work within the local church. With some of you are called to missions to go into other nations outside of your nation. But there are some of you that are called into the field of business. But understand, business is not just to make you money. Business is an area of commerce to advance the influence of God. Hello? Advance, it's God's plan. So, you know, it's not like God just say, well, okay, you be a businessman, but you can't be a Christian. Well, you really can't be a proper businessman unless you're a Christian. Because God is the owner of everything. Hello? God is a God of honor. God is a God of commerce. Come on, are you with me? And then also, some of you are called to teach others in education. Right? Now, I believe in Christian schools, but I also believe in Christians in public schools. And in every area of society, teaching people and transforming the society. Come on, people. Are you with me? Yes. Some of you are called in that area. So I'm called in the ministry, so I'm going to leave that and just come and be in the church. Well, you might be called to be that principal or to be that guidance counselor or to be that, that, that ESE teacher. What about media? How many, how many believe we need God's influence through media? Yes. Huh? Yes. What about family and community development? You know what I noticed, Pastor? A lot of people who should be pastors and youth pastors, they're now social workers. Hello? Because people think it's social work. Social work is going to save society. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's the gospel. Nothing wrong with social work. I believe in it. But I'm telling you, if you leave Jesus out, you are halfway there. You may have a loving heart. You may have a caring heart. You may believe in social justice. You may, and you may, those all things may all be wrong. But if you leave Jesus out of the picture, there's going to be a big gap, my friend. And so we need godly people to work in, social, in, in the social areas. How about government and politics and law? We need godly people to say, I am called to stand in the bar in the name of Jesus. You know, when the Lord says, go and make witnesses, the word witness means, is, is a Greek word, to be a martyr. It means to go and to say, I know what he has done, and let me tell you what he has done. So you are that called one in that area. I believe that there are people in here that are called to work in that area. You're seeing that here at New Harvest Church. Many people in this city have understood the call of God to serve in those areas. And how about music and art? So I believe there are people here today that you've been wondering where your area of vocation is and where your God's call is on your life. There's some of you that have been broken because of hurts, because of despair. 
broken because you may have tried and it didn't work out and you, you, you've tried to do things and it didn't work out and you're limping around as a broken bone. I believe God wants to heal broken bones right now. So I just believe that there are some of you that are called in the area of church ministry. You're called to preach. You don't know how there, but you know there's a burden. I was nine years old when I knew God called me to preach the gospel. I ran away from it, but then I surrendered because I realized that that's the best life ever. Some of you here that are called to be missionaries, are you ready to answer the call? I'm going to give an altar call in a minute. I want, to, I want to, to point out to you just a scripture before I give that altar call. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. When, Samuel, when Saul was a king, and Saul made a big sacrifice before the Lord. And when Samuel showed up to, to Saul, he said, what have you done? He said, oh, I made a sacrifice. Because the people were so happy about what's going on and because they won the victory. And the Lord said this. Does God have more desire in sacrifice or is he interested in obedience? Obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, you know what it takes, my friend? Listen to me. You know what it takes for you to be healed of that broken wound? Humility. It takes humility... For you to say, God, I have been broken. I am limping. I have stopped. I want my bone to rejoice again. I want my bone to sing again. I want to be the most healthy bone, the most healthy Christian. I want to walk in the most victorious life in this church. If that's you, stand to your feet today. I want to be obedient to the Lord. I believe there's some people that are called. I'm going to just quickly. I, I want to have seven groups real quickly. Over here, those of you that are just, you feel God's called you in the area of the church. Whether it is evangelism, serving in the church, or, or you feel like you're called to missionary, mission church. Come and stand right here. Quickly, quickly. Just, let's not take too long. Number two, there, some of you, you said, you know, I, I'm in business. God's called me in the area of business. Some of you, you may say, well, I'm one or the other. But for right now, just take, pick one area and stand in. Okay, so over here, stand close to here. Church, over here for, for business, right in this area. You see, you know, just come, come close up, right up to the top. I, just wanna, I want you to pray. I believe God's going to heal bones today. People with anointing for business. Come straight, come right up to the altar. Come right up to the altar. Anointing for business. You have desire to... To start business or to work in business or to learn business and to serve God. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is healing bones. God is healing. How about how about education? You know, I, just stand right here. I'm, I'm just called to just stand right here. Hallelujah. Education. I believe God wants to use me to teach. Some of you have worked in other fields, but you know, you say, you know, God's bringing a transition in my life to, to help young people, to teach, to transform. I want to, I want to walk worthy of that vacation. Stand right there. Hallelujah. God wants you to be healthy. Come on, lift your hands right as you come. Say, God wants me to be healthy. God wants me to be healthy. How about media? You know, God's given me skills in technology and communication. Uh, there's something about that that makes me exciting, that stirs my passion. Come on, stand right here. Just, you know, I'm, I'm good with technology. I want to use technology. There's something about it that I just, I, just, I just know there's some stirring. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. This is a big field. That God is using people. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. 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 How about here? Family. You know, I, I, I want to I be like that social work. I want to reach people. I want to go into the jail. I want to go into community. I want to be that person that's helping families 
and children and working with the needy. Just stand right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You are not, you're not insignificant. God bless you. There is a purpose. There's a purpose to your life. The Bible says walk worthy. Walk worthy. Everybody here should be saying, God, what kind of bone am I in your body? What kind of bone am I in your body? What kind of bone am I? I want to be the healthy bone. Hallelujah. So over here, we have the church and ministry and missions. Here we have business. Here we have education. Here we have media. Here we have family. How about government? So you know what? I believe that God is just stirring my heart. I want to see things change in terms of law, in terms of the politics, in terms of the legal fraternity. Anybody here? Come on. Come. Well, come down here. Come. come. Stand right here. I, I, I want to see things. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come stand right here. Hallelujah. Thank you. I believe there are a couple of men that God's calling to stand right here in this era of government and leadership. Come on. Yes. I believe there are some men here. Come on. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every religious spirit in this place right now. I cast on every blindness. Hallelujah. Come on, bones. Come on, bones. Rise up. Find your place. Find your place. Let the Holy Spirit stir you. Hallelujah. It's when you grow, the church grows. It's when you grow, the church grows. No more broken bones. Come on, say no more broken bones. No more broken Healing bones. come. Healing comes. Yes. Hallelujah. God's going to do something supernatural for your husband. God's going to do something supernatural for him. Hallelujah. Yes. No more broken bones. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How about music and the arts? You play. Why don't you come over here? Can they come over here, Pastor? For music. If you're music and the arts, come stand over here on this side. You feel God has called you to use you there. There's something actually. Just stand right here. Music and the art. Just stand close to the to this side. You probably you play an instrument or you used to play an instrument. Yeah. Just stand right here. Come come close up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus. No more broken bones. Heal your people. Now, I don't know what kind of brokenness the enemy has sought in your life, but I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to give it to God. Come on, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Everyone in every field. Say, Father. Father. I am yours. I'm yours. I know I am important to you. I know I'm important to you. I'm a part of your body. I'm a part of your body. Lord. Lord. Every area of brokenness. Every area of brokenness. Every blockage. Every blockage. Every malfunction. Every malfunction. Every abnormality. Every abnormality. In my spirit. In my spirit. In my life. In my life. As a living bone. As a living bone. In your body. In your body. I humbly ask. I humbly ask. That you cleanse me of it. That you cleanse me. Heal of me it. now. I reject the work of the enemy. I reject the work of the enemy. I reject the lies of the enemy. By your authority. By your authority. I cast down I cast every, lie every lie that I have believed. That I, have I, believed. Cast I cast down every work of the enemy every work of the against, enemy. My mind against my mind and against me. And against me. I, reject it now. I reject it now. And by faith, and by faith I, receive healing. I receive healing. I receive wholeness. I receive, wholeness. I receive, anointing, I receive anointing that I may be all you have called me to be. That I may fulfill my role for your glory in your body in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, shout your praise to the Lord. Oh, shout your praise to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands up. I just want you to, we're just going to pray for a minute. Come on, lift your hands up. Just receive. Just be in his presence. Yeah, let's just lay hands around. Let's just lay hands, pastors, elders. We just release healing. Healing, healing. Oh, glory to God. The grace of healing. The grace, 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 grace come to you now. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Freedom comes, freedom comes. Freedom comes. Oh, the grace of healing.
Father, we speak healing today. Lord, we release the healing power. Lord, we thank yes. you today that healing is flowing to every bone today. Lord, I thank you that the power of the enemy is being broken today and healing is taking place in bones today. Lord, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Just stretch your hands this way. Lord, we receive yes. healing today. We receive healing today that only comes from you. Lord, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor today. Let the healing balm of Gilead, let it flow deep today. Let it flow deep today. Let it flow like a river today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you today and we give you praise. We give you praise today. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We call you the healed of the Lord. Call you the healed of the Lord. Nothing missing, nothing broken, all things restored. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, there's a there's a there's an anointing flowing right here. There's there's a mending that's taking place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's an amazing word for this house. Amazing word. Yes. I mean, know that we all got a part to play. Yes. We all have a part to play. Come on, can yes. we just give God praise for that word today yes. that we've received? Yes. Amen. 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 Let's just get ready to do this. We could just go, we could go back to our seats now, if you don't mind. Thank you for being obedient and responding to the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've, I've known Pastor Peter and Betty strongly now for 22 years. We've been in real close connection for the last 22 years. And every time I've seen him and sat under him preaching, it's always been at that level of passion. He carries such an anointing. I've always said this about him. He's an incredible orator of the word. He really communicates the gospel on, on, on the goodest level if I've heard anybody. He preaches with passion and fire. And I've listened to him for nearly 22 years, on and off throughout those years. And I've seen the fruit of that ministry continue to go. And as you even saw the witness of what they're doing, even in Jamaica, and they're touching other parts of the world because of the radio and the broadcast systems that they got going on. So this morning, we just want to partner with them. We want to partner with them, and we want to honor them today. We want to sow into that. Amen? We don't have a whole lot of guest ministers that come through here. We're very guarded on Sunday mornings with the pulpit. Maybe two or three a year is the most we do. And that's very intentional because we just don't let it go. We, we, we just we want people to come in that we believe that's just going to say something to this house at particular times. And I believe today we receive the word. Amen? So I'm going to ask your ushers if they'll get ready. We're going to get ready to receive an offering today. I came this morning. I came prepared to give, and we just want to bless them. You can make everything out to New Harvest Church, and we'll make sure that they get everything that comes in. Also in the back on your way out, when we get ready to dismiss, they have a table back there. They've got books and materials back there. We'd ask you to stop by there. They'll be back there as well, and you can see them. Also, 
just to the right of that table, we have our sign-up sheet for the for the family fun day next Sunday. Make sure you sign up. If you're going to be there, we want to make sure we got enough food for everyone. Or if you want a t-shirt, you can sign up back there as well. Amen. Hallelujah. When you're ready to give, why don't you just stand to your feet. Pastor Peter, thank you, man. So good to see you, Pastor Betty. So good to see Chris and Christine and Mama there, Grandma. Hallelujah. What a blessing she's been to this house. Come on, can we just give God praise for this wonderful family? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. and We just speak blessing over the Caribbean. We're glad you're there. We're glad you're there. We're glad that you're a point of light. In the midst, I didn't even know that about divorce murders, capita, that whole area, that whole region, and all, and all the wars. Wow. It's amazing. I didn't even know that you and Betty were laying in bed with your mask on. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I never knew that. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> and if y'all want to know the truth about his buggy adventure with Clyde Johnson, just come and talk to me. I'll tell you. He was supposed to have been shooting the hogs, but he flipped off the back and broke his collarbone. But because of his gymnastic skills that he had, he should have landed on his neck, but he did a vertical souffle in the middle of the air and he landed on his shoulder. It's amazing, it's amazing how athletic he was. <laughs> so, but, so many stories. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, our hearts have been touched today. Lord, even now, we can just feel the residue of the anointing. We can sense your presence. And Father, I just pray even now as we release what's in our hand, the seed, Lord, it's going to be released all over the nation. Father, we're just going to have a part in the harvest of what you're doing in the Caribbean. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that what's in our hand, as long as it's in our hand, that's the that's, that's as big as it'll ever get. But if we'll release it, you'll release what's in your hand. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that the heavens are being opened over people's giving today. Father, we thank you for the anointing. Lord, we know we, we can't buy it, but we do get to participate with it. We get to invest in it. So, Father, today we're investing in the anointing. Lord, that will cause hundreds of thousands of people over the years to come to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you for that. We bless Peter. We bless Betty today. We bless the work of their hands. We bless their call. We bless their ministry. Strengthen them, Lord. And we just give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Thank you for the healing that has taken place in men and women's hearts. And even as they stood at the altar today, Lord, you're doing deep surgery, deep surgery on bones today. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody together said amen. And amen. And God bless you. We love you. Thank you. We'll see you next Sunday. Make sure you sign up. <laughs>